you know, as an entrepreneur, one thing that you have to understand is you have to be smart enough and humble enough to leverage other people's strengths. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that, that I think is actually the smartest thing that entrepreneurs are able to do. And if you're not able to recognize that, you know, in the early days, you're going to put yourself through a whole lot of hardship because you're just testing yourself constantly when you can easily either partner up or hire someone who can complement your strengths and who can help you actually make it as an entrepreneur. Hey, what's up, you guys? My name is Mikko Kershawski, and welcome to episode 104 of That Remote Life podcast, where we hear from location-independent entrepreneurs and professionals so you can learn to quit the cubicle and live life on your terms. I have a really fun interview for you today because the other day, I had the chance to sit down in person with my friends Tom and Anna and talk about a bit of a touchy subject, and that is what it's like to run a business with your significant other. Tom and Anna are the founders of Adventure in You, which is one of the most popular travel blogs in the world. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because Tom has been on the podcast before, way back in December. And I know that that was just a few months ago, but it feels like it was ages since we recorded that interview because I was in my apartment in Cincinnati. And unlike then, uh, we got to record this episode together in Merida, Mexico. So a lot has happened since then. Anyways, you guys, this episode was very interesting for me because in entrepreneurship circles, starting a business with your spouse isn't super uncommon. Uh, there are lots of businesses out there that have been started uh, by a couple. But also, if you were to go out and speak with a business mentor and propose it as an idea, they would most likely respond with something like, are you sure you want to do this? So I sat down with Tom and Anna because I wanted to hear what their thoughts on this were. Why did they start a business together instead of working on different projects. How has the experience been for them and what are some of the benefits they've experienced from starting a business together? Tom and Anna also shared their tips for any couples that may not necessarily be working together on the same business, but are experiencing working together from the same place for the very first time due to COVID. And this is a topic that Sarah and I actually also talked about way back in March of 2020 in episode 49. So if you're interested in hearing our tips as well as Tom and Anna's, check that episode out. Before we jump into the episode, though, I do want to tell you about my weekly newsletter, Nomad Insider. I don't know about you guys, but I got really sick and tired of feeling left out on all the Nomad news that are constantly coming out. There's so many cool things happening, and it can be really difficult to keep up with all that. And mind you, I run a podcast about this subject, and I feel that way. So I thought there must be other people as well. So if you're interested in learning about these things, all of the cool new developments that are happening in the nomad world, all the interesting uh, events that are popping up, new products that are happening, and just news, global news in general that could be valuable to you, then sign up for Nomad Insider. Uh, best of all, the newsletter is totally free. So if you're interested, head on over to thatremotelife.com forward slash nomad insider and sign up. 
And while we're on the topic of links, if you want to check out the full show notes and a list of resources mentioned on this episode, you can do so over at thatremotelife.com forward slash episode 104. That's episode all spelled out, followed by number 104. But all right, you guys, that's it from me. Let's buckle in and jump into this super fun and educational conversation with my friends Tom and Anna from AdventureInYou.com. Tom, welcome back to the show. Anna, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Very good, thank you. Good. It's finally, it's nice to be in a podcast with Tom again. Yeah, um, so what we were going to do is I called you guys up and I said, hey, I want to record an episode of the podcast about running a business in a relationship since you guys both you know, run a business together. But before we hit that off, I realized that the last time, Tom, you and I recorded an episode was before we were all here in Merida. So why don't we kind of set the scene? Where are we at the moment? And do you want to tell us where we are and like why you guys decided to come to Merida? Cool. So as you said, we are in Merida, Mexico, and we've been here. Tom and I have been here in Mexico for almost a year now, actually. Um, What started as a two month trip ended up being a year long trip here because of obviously the global pandemic and the situation. So Tom and I come from um, different countries. So I'm from the Philippines and he's from the UK. And so it's pretty hard for us to find a country that we can both go to together with our passports. And so lucky, lucky enough, Mexico's welcomed this with open arms. So we've been here for the last couple of, for the last year. So, okay, Tom, do you have a, and this is, I'm going to sound like an idiot at this part, but I know you're Welsh. So do you have a British passport or do you like, is that like the British passport? Yeah, just normal British passport. It doesn't have like a, a Welsh like sticker a dragon on there or something <laughs> no. no and what is doesn't have an eu one even now <laughs> so yeah so this is what i'm gonna ask was like were you impacted in any way with the brexit like the fact that like did you, did you have any impact on your passport in terms of like where you can get in now after brexit uh yeah so i think it just happened on december 31st um and personally i don't like it's not affecting me that much now but later on in our life we really we think we want to live in europe and when we go to do that, then I'm sure it's going to affect us more. Just mm. will probably be a bit more difficult to get visas and et cetera, et cetera. But I got to be honest, because we travel full time, most of my assets and everything is out of the UK. As of now, I'm, I'm not affected too much. Gotcha. Yeah, I know like every person that I know that works with like foreigners in Bulgaria is like Brexit is the best thing that ever happened because <laughs> there's all these British people that are coming in and like, hey, can we open like a Bulgarian business? Is that possible? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, we're all in Merida here. And uh, is this your first time? No, you guys came here and visited Nathan, didn't you? Yes, we actually came here a month ago. And I think that's when our... A bit before is when Nathan mentioned you and said we should chat and, you know, do the podcast together. But we came here a month ago to visit... Oh, two months ago now, sorry. We came here two months ago to visit Nathan. Had such a fun time for 72 hours. We were like, hmm, let's like mix 72 it up. hours. We were only here for three days. We were here just for a weekend. And you know Nathan, you've had him on the podcast, yeah. Foodie Flashbacker. So he literally 
food is this thing. So he planned back-to-back restaurants when we arrived for the next 72 hours. So we did breakfast, second breakfast, lunch, dinner. <laughs> what are you guys, hobbits? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we, we had a great time, 72 hours. And as Anna said, we've been in Playa del Carmen for a while longer than we usually stay in a location so we just wanted to mix it up and get a change of scenery yeah. so we headed here and then obviously we were chatting as well and sort of thought oh it'd be cool we'll sync up in merida well and it was funny because he said like he was sending us all these pictures and i was like uh my favorite restaurant here is hermana republica and i was like take him to hermana republica and goes every hour of their stay here is already booked out so like <laughs> this we do not have the time in our schedule for hermana republica but anna what about like Merida, was it that because you guys said you came here for 72 hours how long did it take you guys to decide that you were coming here and like what made you make that decision because i think a lot of people that i tell about Merida, they're like is it on the beach i tell them no and they're like yeah i don't think i'm gonna do that i want to be on the beach in mexico so what about Merida was so attractive to you that you decided to uproot yourself quote unquote from playa and come here I think for us, it was more of just a change of scenery. So we've been in Playa del Carmen. We've experienced the beach life for almost a year now. And we got here and it honestly, it felt like a European city. Like when we were walking around, it felt like, you know, a European city, all the beautiful colonial buildings, um, lots of restaurants, great speakeasy bars and Honestly, the food by like restaurant number four, Tom and I were like, yeah, we're convinced we want to move here. Um, so, yeah, that was a big um, contributing factor to us. And it's more local. It's more local here than in Playa del Carmen. Yeah, it actually feels like you're in Mexico. And like when you're in Playa del Carmen, it feels like the tourist version of Mexico. So here, you know, you get to interact with a lot of the locals. You walk down to the local barrio barrios market to the mercado and you can get you know fresh produce all the time so i think that was just a, a nice change of scenery and to be honest the beaches here aren't that far away like progress is 30 minutes away and celestune which you guys have been to is an hour away and so if you got, if you want that you can have that as well while mm-hmm. basing here yeah i do think like i haven't been to progreso yet for i don't know how i think i've been like here for a total by the time that we leave i would have been in Merida for a total of like five months and i've never been to progresso and it's like 30 minutes that way so um that's unacceptable we need to figure something out but let's kind of shift and talk about the business and working together i know that you know tom when you and i spoke at like on our first interview one of the things that you mentioned was that you guys kind of started out thinking hey what can we do to work in order to continue to travel. Why did you decide to start something together as opposed to doing something apart? Because like, I mean, we have a lot of mutual friends that are entrepreneurs or, you know, I'm sure you know lots of entrepreneurs the same way that I do. And one of the things that they always stress is like, do you want to do something with your partner? Because then like, you know, that can like any sort of pressure that comes from the business can carry over. So like, why did you guys decide to do something together as opposed to like you doing something yourself and you doing something yourself? Honestly, like, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. This is planned out, I can I tell. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, we had been together for, at that point, I would say six months. And <laughs> if you could see this, the shock on Mitko's face is amazing. So you guys were together for six months yeah. and then said, you know what? We're going to make this relationship easy. And we're going to start a business together. <laughs> and quit our jobs and go traveling. 
Wow. <laughs> so yeah, I don't I don't know why we decided to do it together. Um, all I could say is that me and Anna met. We started dating around travel. We fell in love while traveling. Like our relationship, a lot it started a lot around travel and being based in one location. We were trying to save up money for a bit. We you know just missed traveling. So it was like, what can we do to be able to travel again? And that was, okay, let's start a blog. You know, we'd seen some people making money from it. I can't remember if I told the story on, on the podcast, but Anna burst through the door and was like, we need to start a blog. That's what we're going to do to make money. And I was like, what's a blog? Anyway, fast forward, she told me that blogs were making money and I was like, okay, let's do it. I'm interested in setting up websites and I, I can sell, you know, you can be the writer and then let's just start. Um, so we didn't really think about, we've only been together for six months is this a good idea it was more like let's take action and then we can adapt and change as the situation goes rather than inaction right it's better than just staying still um and also being really new into business like i was 24 i think or maybe no younger 23 might have been about 23 i was very we were both completely new to business so it was really good to leverage someone else's strengths. Like it was really nice to know that Anna was the writer. I was in charge of sales and the business side. Yeah, because I was going to ask like what part naivety, naivety, naivete. Mm-hmm. You know how fancy people say naivete? I don't right. know if that's right. <laughs> like I'm sure, a, you know, that played a part when, you know, you speak with people who are experienced business people and like they're always, you know, it's almost like they can see more problems because they have more experiences while you guys were like, yeah, why wouldn't we do it together? You know, like what, like what, what, you know, what could go wrong kind of thing. I, I think there's advantages and disadvantages to it. Cause now if I think about it <laughs> like now, because I, the way I look at a business, like the opportunity, the long, long term and et cetera, et cetera, I might've got overwhelmed, you know, mm. thinking about it back before then, but being naive, it's kind of an advantage because we just sort of didn't think that far ahead and just got going with it right and then dealt with those things as they came along the only i say i think con about going into things naively is that sometimes when things do get overwhelming people can have a tendency to quit because they didn't expect Mm it right Um, so that's the only drawback but then with that being partners when each of us wanted to quit or whatever we had each other to help get through that I think, um, you know, even at this point, Tom and I constantly have the conversation of, oh man, you know, we're so lucky that we're in this together because when one person is feeling down or when one person needs a pick-me-up, you know, we're there, we're each other's sounding board. And I know it must be really, really difficult for solo entrepreneurs because they don't have that you know, they can't share what they're struggling with. You can talk about it with friends, but no one really understands your business the same as you do. Mm -hmm. And so when we are going through tough times, Tom and I always are so grateful for the fact that we have each other to talk things through. Yeah. And, you know, Tom, you mentioned briefly the fact that, Anna, you were the writer and you were doing the business and the sales. Mm -hmm. How did that, how did you determine that split? Like, was it just something naturally? Did you guys talk about it or just how did that happen? Like in terms of like dividing conquer kind of thing. So it, again, we sort of just jumped in and was like, you know, what are you good at? What am I good at? And then we just got started. But one of the things I would say right off the bat, if anyone's thinking about 
working with a partner, starting a business with a partner, if it be a friend or a girlfriend or whatever, is define your roles and responsibilities. Define who is in charge of what. Because although I jumped into sales and Anna jumped into writing, you know, I would comment on some of the writing things. She would comment on some of the sales things. Uh, I would ask advice for this, but then we would start arguing about this. But Mm. now we know who's in charge of what. So if I come to her for advice on something, ultimately it is still my like choice and responsibility and I get the final say on this thing. And Anna knows that she's advising around it, but I'm in charge of that role. So it's we each each know where each of us lie now, if that makes sense. So to go back to your question, you know, why did we do it? It was just what is our strengths? And then as time went on and as the business grew, we started to realize when arguments did happen, it was when we were stepping outside of those roles and responsibilities and not understanding who was in charge of what. And like, so what you're saying is, is that essentially in the very beginning, you guys kind of overlapped more in responsibilities, but now you've really divided things into like, hey, this is my responsibility and I have the ultimate choice. But if I have questions, I'm going to ask you, but I, I have the final decision kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Gotcha. And did you guys like discuss, and I think this is kind of like the difficult questions, right? So let's just jump right into them right away. <laughs> I'll pass them. Uh, to yeah. Well, I won't warm you guys up <laughs> is like, did you guys discuss like splits, right? Like were you guys like, we're going to this 50, 50, what was that even like a discussion or because like, I can almost imagine like when you're just getting started and it's almost like, you know, it's just a blog kind of thing. But then as it grows into a real business, I think this is where in a business that's making more and more money, I think this is where like issues can pop up if you haven't defined those kind of things in the beginning is like, what does this look like? So is that something you guys talked about or? Um, I actually don't think we ever had that discussion. I think we started it off and we were just like, okay, this is a business that we're starting together and it's a 50-50 thing. Um However, I don't advise that you do that. Like if you can have a discussion early on with a partner, especially if you're doing this with a friend, a relative or someone else that, you know, you're good friends with, have that discussion beforehand. I think for us, you know, it was, it kind of just happened. Things fell into place. And like I said, we entered this not from an entrepreneur's perspective. Mm -hmm. We had no clue what a digital nomad was. We had no clue that people were making money online. I just happened to stumble into an article of someone saying, oh, yeah, this guy saying he made $5,000 from a blog. I was like, I can blog. I can write. I I want $5,000. And so that's how it happened. Yeah, I was going to say that like like a lot of the things we've already answered, we sort of just jumped into it uh, and didn't even talk about it. I mean, initially, it was just to make a couple of thousand dollars a month just to survive. And and we were splitting all resources and money anyway. So it was like, okay, let's just do that. And then when we incorporated legally, it just made sense to go 50-50 because we'd built it together. Um, And, you know, but for anyone just getting started, I would say, again, if you're going to partner with someone and you're both in the same situation, you both have skill sets, you both know roughly what you're going to be working on and you're both sort of starting from scratch and a bit new to it, then it's easier to just go 50-50 and everyone knows what they get in. And again, you can deal with things as they come. I just... I worry that sometimes a lot of people use it as an excuse to not get started. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've heard of plenty of stories where I've got plenty of friends that have started 50-50 with people and it hasn't worked out. So they've bought them out or they've diluted their shares or the person's just simply walked away. So it's, it's just not 
you know not a reason to sort of uh put things off yeah. have the conversation if you can if you are bringing a lot more to the table of course uh, in our situation we were pretty much bringing the the same things to the table so it just made sense and then now if you fast forward seven years ahead now the business you know has multiple assets and multiple revenue streams it's grown we have different parts of the business right so we you know, we have the blog, we have the education, we're looking at real estate, we're looking at software. Uh, I'm heading up the software, Anna's heading up more of the media and course creation stuff. Now, you know, we're just going to, we, we already know we're going to 50-50 everything because our relationship's solid and we feel good about it all. But we, you know, we could have that discussion if it wasn't the case. What lessons or things have you learned from running a business together as a relationship or while in a relationship together that has impacted your relationship positively that you think people who don't run businesses together maybe haven't learned? Uh, Obviously, like a really big perk is, like I said earlier, no one understands your business. You know, you can talk about a business with your partner but your partner will always be just like a third listening ear. But every time I talk about a struggle, Tom understands it perfectly because mm. he goes through the exact same struggle on like on a different topic. And I think that's brought us so much closer um, together. And obviously, because we work online, it's both given us the freedom. So we literally design our own schedule. And so when we're traveling, Tom and I will be like, oh, we're taking a week off and we'll take a week off. And it allows us to, you know, fix our schedule depending on what we want. Yeah, I would say the one of the biggest lessons that I think people who aren't in business together maybe might not get that someone who isn't in a business does get is personal development. Um, when you're in a business together, you're constantly overcoming obstacles and challenges. Mm-hmm. You're constantly having to level up, skill up. So you naturally drift more towards personal development. You start reading more, you start listening to more podcasts or whatever, and you start this growth journey together. And I think that's really powerful. Uh, even if you're not in business with your partner, I think everyone should carve out time for personal development or even carve out time to have a weekly book club together around personal development. Even if you're not in a business, go, you know, if it be about making better habits or meditation or yoga, um, whatever it is for me. Yeah. That would probably be one of the biggest lessons for someone that's yeah not in, uh, not in business together. And then the other thing is what I said earlier, which is roles and responsibilities. Now we've had learned that in our business, we've been able to apply it in our personal lives as well i think really well like anna anna cooks the food she loves to cook i don't do any of the cooking can't stand it but i'm the one that will clean the dishes (laughs) same exact (laughs) roles in our like sarah cooks and i do the dishes the same thing so that's just a simple example but you know when we get a car i'm always the one that drives so and we we never argue about any of these things because they're clearly defined roles and Mm -hmm. that's something that just rolled on from the business it was like well it's easy to define roles in the business stops us arguing okay let's do the same in our relationship um so yeah those two personal personal development and uh roles in the relationship Anna, you mentioned taking vacations, and I'm curious, do you guys ever take vacations from each other? Because this is something that like Sarah and I have discussed in terms of we work together, 
I mean, not like you guys work together, but we still work in the same room a lot of times. We live together, we travel together, we do all of these things together. And so one of the things that Sarah and I have talked about is like, it feels really good for us to be able to say like, hey, Sarah or hey, Miko, I'm going to go and I'm going to take, you know, a weekend trip with my friends and like you're not invited. And that sounds kind of harsh, but the idea is like, hey, I need a little bit of time away from you. Is that something that you guys like have um, instituted into your kind of relationship or anything like that? It's funny you ask because we've talked about this so many times, but we actually have never done it. We've only done it a few times when like I've had to go home to see my family. Mm. So when I've gone home to the UK and Anna can't get the visa right away, she might be a month behind. So I might have to go to the UK for a month without her, for example, right? Um, We've done that, I think, once or twice, but we haven't taken a week apart for another reason Mm -hmm. or for a... uh, you know, just a reason in general. And I think, but, you know, we're both open to the fact to do it. We've both talked about it. And it's just that, like, Tom and I are one of those weird couples where we genuinely enjoy spending time with each other. And even though, let's say, we'll have a full work day and we're working all day, like, we'll go to each other and be like, oh, can we hang out now? Like, <laughs> we're one of those weird couples. Um, but we've definitely talked about it. Like, when we were living in Thailand, Tom wanted to do, like, a motorbike trip up. Um, so just stuff like that. It's actually something that we want to do more of, but we just haven't had the chance to. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's especially, like you said, it's something we want to do more of. We've actually talked about it recently where it's like, okay, actually this would be good for our relationship, I think, uh, to just put some some of these weekend trips in once a, once a year, once every six months. Uh, and we were thinking about doing it last year when lockdown happened, so we haven't had a chance. But the one thing I would say is that we're both really open to it. Yeah. Like yeah. if any, if either of us say, hey, you know, I kind of want to go away for three days. Uh, actually, come think about it. When I was training for my Ironman like two years oh, yeah. ago, I did a half Ironman. And I used to do like weekends away on my own then where I would like cycle up somewhere, stay there and, and go and do that. Um, or I think I did like a boys weekend, to, you know, two years ago, stuff like that. Right. Um, but I think it's, I think like Anna said, it's just knowing in your your relationship is strong enough that you can say to the other person, hey, I need personal space for 72 hours that's nothing against that we're totally fine Uh, i just need some alone time and i hope that's cool yeah that's like exactly what like sarah and i have talked about is like not only like how do i say this it's like not only like that you should be comfortable to say that but then like it shouldn't mean something that the other person is like do you hate me do you know what i mean like it's more like no no no. like it's nothing about that and it should be like okay to essentially do that I'm actually reminded of where I got this idea because Sarah and I have been talking about that as well is I don't know if you guys are familiar with Alex and Mimi Icon, if you've ever heard of them before. No. Um, Alex Icon, apart from the fact they're both Russian, which I feel sort of related to them about, um, Alex is the founder of the Five Minute Journal, if you've ever heard of that before. But that's one of the things that they talked about because they have a very similar relationship where their partners and all of their businesses, they live together, they work together. One of the things they say that has really helped their relationship is that no ifs, ands, or buts, they each take two weeks away from each other. So, like, essentially, like or, like, a week each, so, like, a total of two weeks. So, like, he goes and does something for a week, she stays with their daughter, and then she goes somewhere for a week, and they say that, like, essentially, like, that gives them a lot of, like... This is something that Sarah and I have talked about, is, like, it gives you a chance to miss the other person, which can be really nice when you're constantly together and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so. I think we try to do that by adding some variety as well. So, sometimes... 
Tom will go to a co-working space mm-hmm. while I will stay at home and work from home. And that actually gives you the chance to ask the other person, say, hey, how is your day? Right, <laughs> Which right, you right. never get to do because you're always together. So we've started doing that and just changing the pace of scenery as well. I think this is maybe one of the biggest concerns, one of the biggest questions that people who might consider starting a business with their significant other would ask, which is, I'm sure there are stressful days. I'm sure there are days in running a business where you're just like, oh my God, that was so heavy. That was so stressful. How do you keep that occurrence in your business from bleeding into your relationship in your personal life? Tom? That's a good question. Um, I would say, so one of the things coming from my side of the relationship is like I'm the type of person that always wants to like fix things. Mm. I always want to solve things, right? So if we've just finished a work day and Anna's had a bad day, I used to try and solve it. I used to be like, yeah, but but, 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 we could do X, Y, Z, right? Now I've sort of learned that if we've had a, if Anna's had a bad work day, I need to say to her, okay, is this something you would like to discuss and need help with fixing right now? Or do you need me to just listen? Mm, mm-hmm. Do you need me to just process it? And then we we have this thing where we say like pause, where we could just pause it and then go into our evening together where we can just like, okay, let's pause that. No business talk tonight, no phones tonight. And then we'll, you know, pause it for the evening. Mm. So we have we have rules like that. I think coming from it as a woman as well, I think women are naturally a lot more emotional about these things. And one of the lessons that I've had to learn was when we're having a discussion or when we're arguing about something, I have to ask myself, okay, is this a business discussion? Is this a business argument or is this a relationship argument? Mm. And 99% of the time it was a business thing. And as soon as I figured out that that was a business thing, when it when the time came for us for to like chill out and unwind, you know, it's easy to switch back. It's easy to switch to being just us as a, a regular couple, not talking about business. Um, so I think that was something that we had to figure out, um, especially for me, because I'm so emotional about these things. Like, I'll be like, oh, but you said this. And I'm like still thinking about it an hour later. But then as soon as you realize that, and then like what Tom said, just hard pauses. And after we've had a long work day, you know, we'll be like, okay, let's crack open a bottle of wine and cook a nice meal together and, you know, do something that will distract us from that long Mm. day. Tom, I I totally relate with you on the uh, trying to fix things. This is something that Sarah and I talk about a lot because I'm I'm a fixer like you. Like I'm like, okay, let's lay out all the problems. Um, Let's look at what kind of hypotheses can we come up with to solve these issues, you know? And we've gotten to the point now where Sarah's like, will actually openly like say to me like, I don't want you to fix this. I just want you to listen. I'm like, great. I got it. Thanks for giving me that tip. You know, (laughs) so it's like... She's realized that I'm an idiot at recognizing these things. So she'll just straight up tell me, I don't want you to fix this. Just listen, you know. So um, what kind of tips do you have? I mean, a lot of couples in the moment are probably experiencing a lot of the things that we're talking about right now. Maybe they haven't started a business together, but maybe they've been cooped up together for the last year working in the same room. What tips do you have for those couples besides, you know, the things that we've mentioned so far just to kind of like keep the relationship alive and like not keep the relationship alive sounds extremely dramatic, but just kind of like 
not letting the work and all of these things get in between, you know, you guys. So uh, I would say a big one is, well, multiple things, but self-awareness combined with communication combined with ego. So that sounds like a long convoluted answer. But what I mean is like, first thing, if you're you know working with a partner all the time, all of a sudden for a year and you're not used to it, the first thing is taking time for yourself to understand when am I happy, when am I sad, when am I stressed, when am I relaxed, what's the best work environment for me, right? Get that self-awareness and understand it. Second thing is communicate with your partner those things. And then thirdly is an ego check. If you're going to communicate with your partner and just be like, look, I'll give you an example. For, for me, I... I pull in people's energy. When I see someone's down, I want to know what's up. When I see, when someone's facial expression like makes a face, like I get distracted. And I'm like, oh shit, something wrong with them, right? So I had to sit down with Anna and be like, hey, I can't work opposite you because when you look at customer service or when you like stress and burn article, you get you look like you're annoyed. That distracts me from work. I start to worry. I start to ask questions. You then get agitated by me asking questions. And then, you know, next thing you know, it turns into a 10 to 15 minute argument, which drains my energy for half an hour, right? It just totally throws me off. So I, I had to be self-aware to know that that affects me. I had to be able to communicate to Anna that and then Anna had to put her ego aside and I had to put my ego aside and just be like hey this is just something that affects me um so yeah I would say those three things combined were you an engineer at any point or did you do anything like that when you laid out the formula I was like huh I wonder what your background is I have a degree in aerospace engineering (laughs) I know I was fishing for it (laughs) um I guess for me my answer uh aside from what Tom just said, but I think you said perfectly, is also being purposeful about how you spend your time together. So although you, you know, although Tom and I work together all the time, we will be intentional about how we spend our evenings. Mm. So we'll be like, okay, on Thursday, do you want to cook a meal together? On Friday, should we, you know, listen to some jazz and read a book? We sound so old. (laughs) Um, you know, obviously with lockdown, we'll be like, oh, shall we play a board game tonight and open a bottle of wine? Whatever it is, but be intentional about it. I think the trouble is sometimes where you're so tired from your work day and you just roll on over to dinner and then you turn on the TV and then you just watch whatever show and then you realize that you actually didn't spend any quality time together. Mm. And so that's something that we've been super conscious about throughout the year, especially during lockdown, is just being intentional about how we spend our evenings together. Mm, that's good. Shifting back a little bit more towards the business, you guys have not necessarily employees, right? But you work with a team, Correct. So how do you work with a team and direct a team as a couple, right? Like does one of you guys, is one of you guys the person who's kind of like in charge of the team and communicates with them the more? Or how, how does that relationship exist as like the two of you guys, but then also all of these other people that are a part of your business? Um, I would say because we're still a small team at the moment, um, our team knows like who to go to for what. So most... Most of the team, I would say, is under Anna, and they report to Anna, uh, and then they know that I take care of the business stuff, the financials, the project planning, and that type of stuff. So again, it goes back to like, roles and yeah, clearly defined roles and responsibilities. So 
Anna will be in the weekly meetings, the bi-weekly meetings. I'm only in the once a month meetings. Mm. And they know that like me and Anna are on equal levels, but Anna's just running this project right now. Um, when we've brought in people in the past that I've trained for a certain area, I might have worked with them initially and then I'll be like, okay, now you're reporting to so-and-so. So again, clearly defined roles, responsibilities, knowing that we're both founders of the business um, and... I think all our staff know that we, me and Anna bring different things to it and they know who to go to if they need help with X, Y, or Z. And again, we're still a small team. I would say like we are a small family, so they know who to go to for what. <laughs> Today, <laughs> I just had this image of like, you know how kids know which parent to go to to ask for. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, like, hey, I know Tom's going to say, yeah, spend that a hundred bucks on that software. And then like, you know, like, is that like, has that ever happened where like they've directed questions to the person they know is going to give them the answer they want? I think they're very subtle about it, but I definitely <laughs> think that's happened for sure. Every time someone would be like, oh, I'm taking the day off to go hiking. Tom would be like, oh, that sounds awesome. <laughs> no, so I definitely think that happens. But yeah, as Tom said, definitely just roles and responsibilities. I think that's the key to making a relationship work while running a business. Hmm. So, yeah. I guess one last question is knowing all that you know now, having been through all of this and running a business together, would you go back and still start a business together? Or would you say, hey, I'm going to go do my own thing and you go do your own thing? And I was going to say, is there going to be an awkward pause now? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, let's. I... Uh, do you guys want to check if you guys have the same answer? And then, so, yeah. <laughs> For me, you know, I'm not just saying this, but 100% I would do it again. 100% I would start with Anna. I just, yeah, thinking back now, I... Like, I, I do believe in myself and I believe in, like, my potential and everything. But, like, I just don't know if I would be where I am now. I don't think I would be where I am now if it wasn't for Anna and working together and mm-hmm. doing it together. So, 100%, I would go back. I would start it with a partner. I would 50-50 it. I would just get on with it. Um, and I, I really do think that if you can, if you do do what we did, you, you start a business together, you 50-50 it, you build it together. If you come out of that, you know, if you get better and you see relationship getting better after two to three years, you know you're strong. Like, and that's, for me, like, the best. Like, I know we're, we're strong and the business is good and we're good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would. How about you? Um, awkward. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, 100%. And like what Tom said, the more we work together, the more we realize what each other's strengths and weaknesses are. And I couldn't imagine doing any type of business without Tom even if I'm starting my own thing I always value his input I will always go to go to Tom for his advice and ask him his opinion ask him to help me out and I think that you know our relationship has grown stronger because of it like you know we talk about it all the time it's like I can't believe we started our business when we just started dating we were, I was super broke. I had like two grand to my name and we left to travel the world. <laughs> that's, that's better than most people who have negative money to their name. <laughs> and so we were, you know, it was a tough transition and it was tough to make it work, but I couldn't have done it without Tom, for sure. And, you know, just to say it hasn't, 
hasn't always been this easy. Like we might be talking as if we know it all and we're not, you know, in the early days, in the first couple of years, we used to fight, you know, we used to argue. We didn't have a clue what we were doing with business. My ego was all over the place. What do you mean by that? That your ego was all over the place? Um, I think I I see it a lot with like people who are new into business, uh, especially I had it. You know, you just think you're going to take over the world and, and you know everything, right? So with me, to give you an example, we had, we had started blogging um, and then before our first year, we had some interest to raise some money and we raised a small angel round of investment to launch an app. And my ego was definitely inflated. I thought, oh, we're mm. raising money. I know what I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I ended up wasting money and, and lost, you know, we wasted a lot of time. Anna was really good at that point. She's always been good at sort of keeping her ego in check and not mm. getting carried away and thinking she knows it all. Um, but I think for me, being a guy, wanting to be, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I was just super excited. I was super young. I was super naive. Now, when you get more into business, you realize that business is all about solving problems. There's problems every day. You're putting out fires every day. When you scale, you know, new problems happen. When you start making more profits, more problems happen. You have to love that. You have to start to enjoy that. And when your ego, like when you have a big ego, you just think like I'm invincible to all these mm-hmm. problems and I'm going to solve everything one day and it's all going to be roses and what it's just not how it works. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to say that although it sounds like we know what we're talking about, that's, you know, we've been together seven years and first few years, it was a, it was a lot of fights and battles to figure this stuff out, to figure out the self-awareness, to figure out the boundaries, roles, responsibility, to be able to sit down, communicate and, and get our egos in check and, and listen to each other. I, yeah, th- that makes me think about, and I don't, maybe ego isn't the word on this one, but it's more like, you know, Sarah and I have talked about starting something together. And one of the things that's come out is that I tend to say like, I have a level of insecurity around the fact that like, I also have always wanted to be an entrepreneur and I want to prove that I can do it myself Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, you start many, many businesses, they don't all work out and then you join forces with someone else and then you always have this insecurity in the back of your head of like, was I good enough to do this on my own or, or am I succeeding because, you know, we're now together. And so that's something that like I've also talked with Sarah about where I've said like, I want to prove that I can do it on my own in a way and then I think that I would be a much better person partner in a business after that and so that's why when you said ego I kind of wondered like because I think that's an insecurity but there's also a level of ego to that where like I want to prove my own ego like I want to to prove that like I know what I'm doing sort of thing so 100% I definitely had those insecurities in the first couple of years where Mm -hmm. I was like Anna's the main face she's the brand she's the writer this business is growing you know is it just her? Like, you know, am mm, I, am I mm-hmm. sort of just hanging on? And, I, and that is insecurities. You know, it's just insecurities. It is ego. Um, and that's why I was so gung-ho on raising money and thought I knew what I was talking about because I was insecure about the fact that Anna was a big part of the business. Mm, and so Once you wanted your own sort of heavyweight do you know what I mean? In yeah, terms of- I just wanted to try and prove myself, mm. right? And all that went up in flames. And as I learned more... I've come to respect what Anna brings to the table and respect Anna more and know she's a massive part of the business and also understand that that doesn't, that doesn't decrease how good I am as an mm-hmm. entrepreneur. 
you know, or, or a business person. You look at any business person in the world and they have a team behind them. It doesn't matter if they're not a co-founder or they've hired a, you know, a CTO or a, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter if it's a co-founder. So I, yeah, I would definitely say that that's probably ego or insecurity stopping you working with someone if, if they could really help you get to the next level. I think as well as, you know, as an entrepreneur, one thing that you have to understand is you have to be smart enough and humble enough to leverage other people's strengths. Mm, mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that I think is actually the smartest thing that entrepreneurs are able to do. And if you're not able to recognize that, you know, in the early days, you're going to put yourself through a whole lot of hardship because you're just testing yourself constantly when you can easily either partner up or hire someone who can complement your strengths and who can help you actually make it as an entrepreneur. Mm. And then the last thing I would say about this when we're talking about it, I've talked a lot with like my business mentors and and just talked a lot about the topic of thinking long-term. Like you might be thinking now, I don't want to work with Sarah on a business because I need to prove it to myself. But Sarah might just be the key to help you get to the next stage in your business mm-hmm. you know, journey. You might work with her, start a business, and then we're in five years, sell it. Or kind of what's happened with us, Anna now runs Adventure New. I don't really spend much time on that at the moment. So after five years, she sort of has taken over that business. And, and I'm there. And it's helped us get to the next stage and evolution of our business journey. Um, what I'm trying to say is that you know, you've got a whole life to prove your business you know acumen, acumen. um nice vocab word yeah <laughs> and <laughs> so don't don't let that stop you All right yeah. well i love this this has been an awesome conversation um i hope that you guys had fun is there anything before we sign off that you'd like to say or anything that's going on with the business that you'd like to let people know about yeah, just, hand the microphone over to the sales guy. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. You go. No, actually, I was just, I was. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys really have those like worked in. She didn't even think about that. She just handed you the microphone. <laughs> no, I was just going to say thanks for having me on again, and thanks for inviting Anna to join us. It was really fun to do it. And yeah, if anyone's got questions about starting a business with a partner or working with a partner or whatever, they can hit us up. You know, they can hit us up. Anna's probably better to contact on uh, Instagram. It's Anna, Fausti- it's Anna Faustino. Just hit her up there and ask questions. Um, and we'll be happy to help. And yeah, that's it. Perfect. Bye. Well, let's go get some dinner then. <laughs> yeah, let's do it.